Welcome to this, the next edition of our daily devotions coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We're so glad you've found us and we hope that you'll feel free to share these reflections with those that you know and love. Let's take a moment now to prepare our hearts and minds to listen to God's Spirit. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Hear the word of God. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you're the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to them, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him and suddenly angels came and waited on him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's a certain genre of film that I remember watching and reading and grow, as I was growing up that centers the attention on the narrative of a particular character, the protagonist of the story, whose nature it is to be a generally good and law-abiding person. This is a, a person who believes in right over wrong and justice for the little guy and good over evil. And, and as these stories go, this protagonist spends the first half or two-thirds of the story observing and experiencing and getting angrier and angrier over the evil and injustice around him until finally he reaches a boiling point and decides to take matters into his own hands. He has had enough and he's going to single-handedly bring about goodness and justice to the world. There was the Incredible Hulk. Remember him? Mild-mannered Bill Bixby. He always seems to get into some sort of pickle with evil. And then all of a sudden, muscles start popping and shirts start ripping and eyes start flashing. And boy, you better watch out. Batman, whose movies we still watch today, mild-mannered Bruce Wayne sits back and watches the Joker, the Riddler, the Catwoman, the Penguin mess around with Gotham City until he can't take it anymore, and then it's down to the Batcave with Robin and the Batmobile, and boy, you better watch out. Clint Eastwood, John Wayne, Bruce Willis, Mel Gibson, Sylvester Stallone, you better not mess with these guys and get them to their bowling point, or there's just no telling what mayhem might ensue. And the constant in all these stories is this person who has risen to some heroic level, some plane of moral character, some height of maturity, some echelon of discernment, that, that the only thing he thinks he can do now is to take matters into his own hands. In fact, the whole story is simply waiting for that moment to happen. Now, as Matthew tells us, 
the good news about Jesus. He's good to spend the first three chapters of his gospel announcing to us the arrival of the Messiah, Jesus, the King of the Jews. Angels announce and stars align and kingdom King Herod panics and John the Baptist announces and prepares. And, and finally, when the adult Jesus arrives on the scene, there is no doubt that the Messiah is here. He submits to John's baptism. The spirit alights as a dove upon him. The voice of the Father speaks from the heavens. This is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Jesus even goes further to prove his mettle. He submits to the movement of the spirit and is driven into the wilderness where he undergoes 40 days of fasting. This is the son of God, Matthew tells us. Make no mistake about it. If there's going to be anyone who has spiritual maturity to take matters into his own hands, this is the guy, Matthew tells us. So just when Jesus reaches this height of moral and spiritual character, who should arrive but the devil, the tempter, the adversary? And so now's the moment we've been looking for. Now's the time when the muscles are going to pop and the shirts are going to tear. Now's the time when the capes are donned and weapons drawn. Now's the time when the boiling point blows the lid off everything. The great cosmic battle between good and evil, right? Actually, no. Actually, now, as Matthew tells the story, it's time for temptation. For while everyone who's reading and everyone who is watching is expecting the story to go a certain way, the way the story always goes, God's man takes matters into his own hands, jumps into the wrestling ring and puts the devil in a headlock. That's the way the story is supposed to go in our minds. But in God's story, that's the time of temptation. That's the time when we are most vulnerable. Three times the tempter tempts Jesus to take matters into his own hands. If you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. If you are the son of God, command the angels to catch you as you fall from the pinnacle of the temple. If you are the son of God, command yourself a following. If you are the son of God, take control, take matters into your own hands. And what Jesus is here to teach us is that when you think you've gotten yourself to some level of moral height, some level of spiritual maturity, some level of unimpeachable character, that this is when we are most susceptible to the tempter. This is when we are most vulnerable to getting everything wrong. This is when we begin to rely on ourselves more than on God. Later in Jesus' ministry, toward the end of John's gospel, when the wheels seem to coming, be coming off the bus of Jesus' ministry, the disciples are on the verge of betrayal and denial and abandonment. So now might be the time, right, when Jesus should take control. In fact, the gospel writers say that the Father had given all things into his hands. So what does Jesus do? He continues doing what he always did. He serves. He bows at the disciples' feet. He washes the disciples' feet. He remains obedient to the Father's command to love. And there is no end to this path of love. Some of you have heard of J. Hudson Taylor. J. Hudson Taylor was a missionary in China during the 19th century. He founded the China Inland Mission, which became the center of Protestant missions in China. And after 45 years in China, Hudson Taylor returned home to England, his native country, and when he landed there in Southampton, he was on the ship, it turns out, as Teddy Roosevelt. And when the ship was docked, there was a band waiting for Teddy Roosevelt. And they 
played the music and the crowd was there for Teddy Roosevelt and there was confetti and streamers and applause and Teddy Roosevelt was carried off the ship on the shoulders of his admirers. There was a parade in town for Teddy Roosevelt. Hudson Taylor just stood there alone waiting. The church committee that was supposed to meet him never came. Half hour, hour, two hours later, he puts down his suitcase on the dock and sits alone. I didn't expect a band or a cheering mob, he thought, but there should have been somebody here to welcome me home. But then Hudson Taylor writes in his diary, but then God spoke to me. Hudson, he said, you're not home yet. So friends, it may be greatly tempting to think that we have gotten ourselves to a point when we think we know more than anyone else or that we have the power to control other people or that we have reached the finish line of our walk with Jesus and now it's time for somebody else to take over. But the good news is, is that God is never through with us. There is more for us to learn, more for us to serve, more for us to grow in. If we would just stay on the path, resist the temptation to take matters into our own hands, Stay the course of love until someday God welcomes us home. Let us pray. We pray, O oh God, that you would give us the wisdom to know that always the tempter is at hand and the tempter would always want us to take matters into our own hands. So we pray, O oh Lord, that we may continue to follow Jesus and do as he does, continues to love and to serve and to wash the feet of those, even those who will soon betray him. We pray that we may have such a spirit about us that we would kneel before we would have others kneel before us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.